Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners and watchers. Welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are in the world. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. I'm so honoured and excited about my guest today, Dr. Christine Northrup. And if you don't know who she is, Dr. Christine Northrup is a visionary pioneer in women's health and teaches women to thrive at every stage of their life. Internationally known for her empowering approach, Dr. Northrup embraces medicine that acknowledges the unity of mind, body, emotions, and spirit, and teaches women to create health by tuning into their inner wisdom. Dr. Northrup is a board-certified OBGYN with more than 30 years of clinical experience, former assistant clinical professor of OBGYN at the University of Vermont College of Medicine, and three-time New York best-selling author of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, the Women with the Wisdom of Menopause and Goddesses Never Age. In 2013, Reader's Digest named Dr. Northrup one of the 100 most trusted people in America. In 2016, she was named one, one of Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul 100 a group of leaders who are using their voice and talent to awaken humanity. And in 2020, she was included in the Watkins Spiritual 100, a list of living people that make a unique and spiritual contribution on a global scale. As a business owner, physician, former surgeon, mother, writer, speaker, and according to Miriam Ava, PhD, a rebel, rock star, and authority on what can go right with the female body. Dr. Northrup acknowledges our individual and collective capacity for growth, freedom, joy, and abundance. Dr. Northrop has also hosted eight highly successful public television specials and her work has been featured on the Oprah Winfrey Show, the Today Show, NBC Nightly News, The View, Rachel Ray, Good Morning America 2020, and The Dr. Oz Show, among many others. This is her story and this is her passion. Dr. Christine Northrop, welcome to Passion Harvest. I'm so honored to have you on the show today. Thank you. It's honor, my honor to be here. Yes. Um, oh, you've got, you've, you're such a wealth of information on so many subjects, but I think what is quite relevant um, potentially is to talk about what's happening in the world right now. And with your wealth of information, I'd love you to share that with our audience, if you feel comfortable doing that. Yes, I would love to. You know, starting in uh, March, March 21st, I believe it was, the equinox uh, is when we first learned that there was this thing called uh, COVID-19. And, you know, and then we all were told, okay, it'll just take two weeks to flatten the curve and, oh, we're in this together and everyone did their part. And so think about it. That was March. Here we are. In November. And what's interesting is the World Health Organization downgraded this COVID, this coronavirus, to no more than a severe flu in March. And in the UK, also in the official on the official websites. And yet it was later that we started to be told we needed social distancing, we didn't masks. Um, in the beginning, people were told use hand sanitizers. 
um, and you know, swipe wipe down surfaces and so on. And what I noticed right away in March is that there were some intrepid physicians who would post things on vitamin D and vitamin C and, uh, and then Dr. Zelenko of the, uh, the Jewish community in Brooklyn had a protocol that he was using with virtually 100% success rate. So remember, March was the time when we're seeing all this incredible news, like the ICUs are full, they're stacking up bodies. And I had friends in New York at that time. And I would say, go over to that hospital or go into Central Park, tell me what's going on. And uh, only one of my brother's friends could corroborate anything that, that was actually going on. You remember that they had the two Navy ships, the Comfort and the Mercy, that were in the harbor in New York. And they had little tents set up in Central Park. And this was all for the overflow. And right about that time, again, some very, um, very courageous nurses came out weeping on YouTube saying, they're killing my patients. And uh, Dr. Sales, I think it was, Eric Sales, I remember this very well because there's a, when you've been in medicine as long as I have, there's a sense that you get about who is a really good doctor, a real solid doctor who knows the science, but also has good clinical intuition. So I remember seeing him speaking live from the intensive care unit saying, something isn't right here. This is not like a flu. It's not like anything I've ever seen. This is more like high altitude pulmonary edema. And these people should not be put on ventilators. They come in, they're panicked from oxygen starvation. They can't breathe. They just need oxygen. And we're finding when we put them on a ventilator, we never get them off because the ventilator pressure is too high for the lung tissue and they, they just, don't get off. Well, that video was censored immediately. Now, here's the thing. As a, one of the most beautiful things about the way medicine should be and the way academia should be mm -hmm. is that you share what you're learning with others so that everybody ramps up their ability to help and heal at the same time. And, and much of it, by the way, is based on you know, I tried this and it, and it worked. Why don't you try it? You know, this was, I've been in medicine long before we had this evidence-based thing, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of erroneous stuff about evidence-based. You're never going to find evidence if you don't try some new things. So anyway, so I began to notice there was this censorship, which right now, as you and I speak, is worse than ever, is yes. worse than ever. Ever. And I noticed that I, I came to the point where I thought, okay, the more truthful it is, the faster it's getting taken down. I mean, when a Facebook fact checker says, you know, this doesn't meet our community standards yes. and, and it comes from a world renowned doctor, like I'll give you an example. Um, Dr. Blaylock, I think it's Andrew Blaylock is a world renowned neurosurgeon. And early on this spring, he posted a study, studies from his career on the efficacy of masks. And it didn't meet the standards at all. What was interesting is 
you couldn't even post it on social media. I mean, they, they wouldn't even allow you to post it, or if you did, it was there for two seconds and taken down. So I, now, <laughs> let me say, as a former president of the American Holistic Medical Association, censorship of holistic treatments is nothing new. So let me take your viewers back to the 1920s. And uh, that's when John D. Rockefeller of Standard Oil uh, put forth the Flexner Report. And the Flexner Report was a report that uh, named conventional pharmaceutical-based, petroleum-based pharmaceuticals as the gold standard. And that report systematically closed the homeopathic medical schools, the uh, naturopathic medical schools, anything that was based with herbology or anything of that nature got uh, named uh, quackery. And just like the CIA invented the word conspiracy theory, the Flexner Report invented the word quack. And so very highly paid doctors went out and exposed all the natural medical schools. And then, uh, and then even there was enormous influence in the scientific literature. And so anything that was not patentable, because remember a natural substance cannot be patented. Right. Like with um, one of the things that I championed way, way back in the nineties were bioidentical hormones for women. Like if you needed hormones, you wanted to take the kind of hormones that your own ovaries produce, that bioidentical means exactly the same thing. It might be made in a lab, but the shape and the whole thing is exactly the same. Well, here's the issue. You cannot patent a naturally occurring substance. So you can't patent herbs to make all this money on them. You can't patent a naturally occurring hormone like natural progesterone that has helped so many people. But they did get around to patenting the delivery system for some of these natural hormones. So I, I saw that as a big leap forward, like the Climera patch and the Vivel dot, and they might have different names in Australia, but these are just 17 beta estradiol, natural progesterone, and the body, of course, responds to something that it recognizes. We have in women's medicine, it's, it's rife with all these foreign substances that have never been seen on the planet. So, so a, a laboratory will make something like um, medroxyprogesterone acetate, Provera, and use that as a progesterone, but it's not anywhere near the same in the body. And way back in 94, uh, when the very first edition of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom came out, I wrote in there this huge women's health initiative that Wyeth Ahurst at the time was funding along with the United States government to determine whether or not hormones were absolutely necessary to prevent heart attacks. I said in the book, first edition, they are using the wrong hormone at the same dose for everyone. The very information that they are trying to find, they're not going to find because you need to individualize the dose and the hormones need to match exactly what's in the female body. Mm -hmm. And they use the same dose for everyone, Prempro, Premarin and Provera. Premarin is made from the urine of pregnant horses. It's a bioidentical hormone if your native food is hay. And uh, sure enough, in 2002, 
uh, I happen to be on a whale watch in Cape Cod Bay and I get called from the Wall Street Journal saying they have stopped the Women's Health Initiative. They have halted it because too many women were getting heart attacks and strokes because they were using something foreign to the female body. You know, back then what they were trying to do was prove that every woman needed to be on estrogen to prevent heart attacks, the number one killer of women. I mean, it's like 10 times more common than breast cancer. Everyone's worried about breast cancer, but the heart doesn't disease- have the publicity, yes. And yeah, it's just not the same. And, and so lo and behold, that was stopped. Then everyone got terrified of their hormones and many women went off cold turkey. And if we had just approached the whole thing in a far more holistic way, it would have caused a lot less, a lot fewer problems. And so ever since then, ever since then, 2002, you watch them scramble to come back with trying to get everybody on hormones again, because our medical system, I don't know about Australia, but in the United States, it is 100% run by big pharma now more than ever. Now let's go to current times. So yes. um, we have this drug called hydroxychloroquine, which has been used for 60 years to prevent malaria, also um, for a variety of other illnesses, uh, sometimes certain types of arthritis. And it's been, it's off label, it's cheap. The uh, cost of a, um, a course of it is about 12 US dollars mm -hmm. or was. And way back, I think it was in March, April, President Trump started to talk about hydroxychloroquine. And you would have thought that he was suggesting that everyone takes cyanide. And my ears pricked up. I'm really not political at all, but I thought, well, wait a minute. This is an off-label use of a drug that's been around forever. And Dr. Selenko in Brooklyn is saying that this is a, what it is actually, it's a, a zinc ionophore. It gets zinc into the virus and inactivates it. And the same way, by the way, quercetin does the same thing. And that's, the, the COVID virus. Yeah, the COVID virus, right. And just gets it in there and it stops it. And it was part of Zelenko's protocol and the protocol from a bunch of other doctors but I have an acupuncturist friend in Brooklyn and she said, well, I was very interested in that drug and maybe uh, using that. And she said, but my liberal friends won't even talk to me about it. And I thought, what, this makes no sense. This is not rational thought. If this works, why don't we use it then? Uh, so lo and behold, they do a study which they published in Lancet and found out that one of the guys behind the study was a scam artist. They, it was a, a study designed to fail. They used lethal doses of this stuff, Gosh. like a 1000 milligrams, a loading dose, 2000 milligrams. There, as with all, all drugs, there's a therapeutic range and you know, not enough is not therapeutic and too much can be deadly. So they, this article came out to great acclaim, mainstream media, hydroxychloroquine is, is deadly. And then of course they found out that the study was completely invalid. And I'm again, I'm sitting back and I'm thinking, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm also remembering my entire career 
anyone who had a natural approach to cancer or pretty much anything else was considered a quack. So here we have this incredibly cheap drug. And now my physician friends are unable to prescribe it to their patients unless they use a diagnosis like arthritis or malaria. Right. A pharmacist will not distribute this drug if you say prevention or treatment of COVID-19. This makes no sense. Then they come, the world doesn't make sense at the moment. No, it doesn't make sense. So that's why for anyone watching your show, I would like to remind them that we humans can be like a, a dowsing rod. This body can feel truth. This body can know when we're being lied to. Um, let me tell you what just happened to me and it was very strange. Yeah. So on Monday, I testified against a vaccine, a flu vaccine mandate for all healthcare workers in our state. And this was um, a hearing, a public hearing via Zoom, which is where the world, mm -hmm. you know, God forbid we should touch each other. And um, <laughs> that's another thing, the social distancing that we can talk about in a minute. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. And it goes with the Biderman's, um, uh, Biderman's rules of, um, it's like uh, torture. It's uh, Amnesty International came out with how you torture a population and what has been happening to us with social distancing, masks, all of that has been actual torture. Um, what do you do to a prisoner when you really want to make them suffer? Solitary isolation. Humans are not designed for that. But anyhow, so I testify and I just decided, I had a bunch of doctor friends and we divided up the points that we wanted to make. And the bottom line is that it needs to be, it's a basic human right to determine what gets injected into your body. Mm -hmm. um, my particular thing was the fact that the flu vaccine in the United States is going on uh, at least $900 million in payouts for vaccine injury. And people just need to know about that. They can go ahead and take it, but they, they should know about that. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that within the two weeks of a flu shot, you increase your risk of every other respiratory virus illness by a factor of five, and wow. including COVID. And nobody knows this, even though it's there in the mainstream medical literature, it's right there. But it's almost like it gets shouted down because at this point, you know, get your flu vaccine. And, and somewhere in the middle of all this, the state of Massachusetts mandated flu vaccines for everyone six months and over if they were in daycare, if they were in nursery school, if they were in schools. Um, and RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr. brought a lawsuit to the University of California because they were um, uh, going to mandate the flu vaccine. Now, so far, they haven't done it, but the judge in the case absolutely believes the mainstream narrative that you having the flu vaccine makes you not infectious, so it protects others, but that's never, ever, ever been proved. In fact, there's data that for two to four weeks after having the flu vaccine, you are contagious. You can spread that virus to others. And then there's the whole discussion about 
is a virus ever even alive? And are we barking up the wrong tree? And that's, that's the Louis Pasteur versus Antoine Beauchamp discussion put forth so poetically and eloquently by Zach Bush, Dr. Zach Bush. But I digress. So anyhow, I testify that this is bad public health policy and I give all the reasons why it's not a good idea. That night in our local newspaper and on television, it uses my name to say, I'm for this mandate and vaccines are very important. Gosh. Where they got that, I do not know. But then I heard about it and I reached out to the, to the editor and he said, oh, fine, I'll just remove your quote. And I said, no, that's not good enough. Journalistic integrity must involve you publicly retracting it and admitting that you made a mistake. But using my name to promote that agenda makes absolutely no sense given that in our little area of the Portland, Maine area, they had just done a hatchet job on me on a little you know, rag that you get at the checkout of the grocery store, calling me Dr. No and my ideas are evil and they're putting people at risk and all of that stuff. So I'm, it, didn't, it didn't make sense and they did do the retraction and published it. But this is what I want people to know. If your only information comes from the mainstream media you are not being adequately informed. And the same goes, by the way, for my medical literature. I've never seen anything so biased. Now, I always knew it was biased. And by <laughs> the way, in my profession, um, all of the textbooks on, let's say, gynecologic endocrinology and all of that, you're, you're gifted the textbooks. And you know, on the back, you will see uh, the name of the drug company that's paying for your textbook yes. or, you know, there's all these drug lunches where you, you know, they, these people, by the way, the drug companies in the past have hired a lot of Texas cheerleaders, very good looking, ebullient, optimistic people. So you, they come in to a beleaguered doctor's office, offer you great chocolate, beautiful food, take you out to lunch. Um, and so what happens, it's a very effective technique. I remember the names of two drug reps that I saw over and over for my whole career when I was seeing patients. I loved them. So, but we, so we just need to understand there's undue influence in our, in our daily health and in our information from big pharma and from special interests that do not have your optimal health as their number one priority. It's more they have control of you and selling you drugs for the rest of your life. And I remember in the US when they had that political slogan, prescription drugs for seniors, you need your prescription drugs as though you suddenly turn 65 and you need all these prescription drugs. I mean, my mother is 95, she's never been on a prescription drug and I'm sure you can name me many people who are not, mm -hmm. but the average person in the United States after the age of 65 is on six prescription drugs. Gosh, And it's kind of death by prescription. We know that the third leading cause of death in the United States is medical errors in hospitals and from doctors from appropriately prescribed medication. So I believe that what we're looking at here 
is a, is a kind of a, a giant psychological wake-up call for people. Like where does health come from? It comes from clean water. It comes from a healthy soil microbiome. Uh, it comes from a healthy microbiome in our own gut. It comes from organically grown food, enough sunlight. And that's where health comes from. That's how you grow healthy plants. So why is it that we're told the only way back to normal is vaccinating everybody with a virus that we now know has a 99.9% .9 survival rate. Why is a vaccine the only way to get back to normal? And I'll tell you having testified against mandatory vaccines for children in our state, um, I can tell you that the, I'm gonna just call it the, I don't like to use the term brainwashing, but I would say the sort of mass hypnosis about vaccines began with this measles outbreak in Disney World. Mm -hmm. And suddenly measles is back and it's dangerous. And the truth of the matter is measles is not dangerous in the vast majority of cases. I had it, all the babies- I've had it, I've had it too. <laughs> yeah, you've had it and we recovered. And if a child is malnourished and doesn't have enough vitamin A and vitamin D, then they can be in real trouble with measles. But it confers immunity against many forms of cancer down the road. Um, it's interesting, chickenpox, when they introduced the chickenpox vaccine, suddenly little kids were getting shingles. They changed the, the germ, they changed the, the chickenpox thing so that suddenly I used to see shingles only in you know immunocompromised 85 year olds. Suddenly we're seeing it in 10 year olds, 12 year olds because nature always finds a way. And when you squash it here, it blooms over here. So we need to work with the intelligence of, of life, of nature, of the earth. And I think that's where we're being led here. I think we're at we're at the last stand of a, of a worldview that is obsolete. I, I love your approach as well. You're asking everyone basically to make up their own mind and, and, and educate themselves and get curious on what is happening and what are the real figures. And I would also say to people, I'd like to put a few links in the show notes just to educate themselves if they're interested to find yeah. out more. You mentioned journalistic integrity. I don't know if there is any journalistic integrity in the world anymore, but that's again for people to make their own decisions. That's right. There are some that I follow. Uh, you know, my platform is informed consent and medical freedom. So I follow um, Jeremy Hammond is one. Uh, I follow the website of RFK Jr. Children's Health Defense, uh, Sherry Tenpenny's Vaxter.com, uh, also the NVIC National Vaccine Information Center. And I'm on the uh, I work with a group of scientists and activists on mamm.org, millionsagainstmedicalmandates.org. And we get together and, and put out little sound bites of solid information so that people could, can again be educated because you're not gonna be educated from the mainstream and from social media unless you look. So for instance, 
I no longer use Google as a search engine. Google is owned by a pharmaceutical company called Alphabet Company. And they started out wonderfully, wonderfully. And now if you put in, let's say you put in the word vaccine, what will come up is all of the mainstream vaccines are the most wonderful thing that ever happened to humanity. They're safe and effective. Uh, when in fact, the number of adverse reactions is closer to about one in 38. We also, if we just look at um, the number of children with autism, when I was in medical school, it was what, one in 4,000? It's one in about 40 now. Yeah. And I have followed the career of my colleague, Andy Wakefield, and all he was doing is noticing that children who'd had the MMR vaccine uh, were showing gastroenterology, gastro whatever, problems with their gut. And so he just asked other parents to get together. And then suddenly a very organized campaign to discredit him began and his career was over. And since that time, he's done some documentary films uh, the latest is called The Act, 1986, and that's available through Seventh Chakra Films. And what he points out there is that in 1986, the United States Congress gave pharmaceutical companies carte blanche to produce anything they wanted with no liability whatsoever. And we're also currently under the PREP Act, which was uh, passed by I think George W. Bush in 2005, giving the ability of the state to give whatever vaccine they wanted with again, no liability whatsoever. So if you die, you die. If you're maimed, you're maimed. So if we look at the current COVID trials, I think there are 150 different companies fast tracking a COVID vaccine mm -hmm. and the current, the one that's out right now is from Pfizer. So there is a vaccine currently available or there, in Well, trial? I don't think anyone's gotten it, but they've done the clinical trials. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of people who've been in the clinical trials. And so far, one person has died, a young physician in Brazil. Um, someone has gotten transverse myelitis, which is essentially polio. It is a, uh, it's paralysis. Uh, and in the, in the Moderna trials, Moderna doesn't have the vaccine out yet. And by the way, they've never produced a vaccine ever. Mm -hmm. And in that group, the uh, high dose people, 100% of them got very ill. And in the low dose, about 60% of them got very ill. And so, and, and here's the thing, it's an mRNA vaccine. I do know with the Pfizer product, the mRNA comes from China. I also know that it contains the lung fibroblasts of a 14-week male fetus. But they don't call it on the package insert, the lung fibroblast of a 14-week yes. male fetus. They don't call it that. It's got another name. So I had to look that up. But that's what that name means. And I don't have the name at my fingertips. So what I would say to everybody, oh, and also, the mRNA va uh, vaccines that they've tried in the past work by what's called transfection. They're not like a bacterial uh, vaccine. They work differently. This one is directed against one of the spike proteins of the coronavirus. And so you're getting your body to produce an antibody to that spike uh, 
protein. And so hopefully, you know, you will not get, uh, you won't get a serious illness from COVID. The problem is that these vaccines create two kinds of antibodies. There's the, there's one type and another type, and I can't remember both types, but I will tell you, mm -hmm. it's like uh, we knew early on that some people who had recovered from COVID never did get an antibody response. They never did because the, um, it was their bone marrow, the T cells from the lymphocytes in the bone marrow that were fighting off the illness and they don't work with a humoral antibody. That's a cellular antibody. It's called the myeloid system. Well, here's what's happened in animals that have gotten a, a, a transfection with an mRNA vaccine. At first, it looked like they were doing great. But then when they came into contact with the germ later, their bodies mounted this huge autoimmune response and they got very, very sick. I, I think in fact, 100% of the ferrets died with this type of vaccine. So we haven't seen it in a long time. And I, I work with a group in Newark, New Jersey, um, the Urban Global Health Alliance. And uh, as you probably know, we're looking at the, the public health policy is to give black people and indigenous people the vaccine first, since they seem to be most at risk. And after doing all the research, uh, the um, Newark people are saying to the public health officials, we remember Tuskegee, so why don't you take it first? And as for those who don't under know what Tuskegee is, it was a 40 year experiment on black people in the United States giving them syphilis and just watching to see what happened. Wow. Yeah. So, and then we have, you know, we have um, all these native women who have just disappeared in Canada and the United States. There's been genocide of our indigenous people forever from the doctrine of discovery way back from the papal, whatever, you know, where the Pope says, go and do whatever you want to whoever you want. If you are, of our nation. And that's also, that's also where we are. Uh, there's an awful lot that's happened, the macro level. Yep. There's an awful lot that's happened that does need to be redressed. There, there have been systems like um, the fiat banking system, the Federal Reserve in the US, uh, set up to enslave the people, I mean, the, the, the creature from Jekyll Island talks about that, where a bunch of um, wealthy guys like J.P. Morgan, under cover of darkness and under pseudonyms, went down to Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia and created the Federal Reserve. Here's the Federal Reserve, like five families own it. It's, it's a private bank and they just print money and then charge you interest on it pretty good business model, isn't it? Just, just print whatever money you want and then charge people interest on it. Well, that's the kind of economy that we've also had. And it's interesting to me that that system, which I've known about, and the medical system, which I know a lot about, and the media system, and also the education system. We, I mean, we now have uh, children, you know, two days a week on a screen with no human interaction with a teacher. And we know from the mirror neurons within us that we learn by watching other humans. I've also learned uh, that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has introduced the curricula 
of all these different programs that all the schools are using. And those computer screens can and do collect biometric data on all those children. So I would ask the question, who gets to use that? What does it go for? And the other question I ask is, why is it safe for me to go to Walmart, but it's not safe for me to go to a locally owned business? Why is that? Mm. Yeah. So those are some of the questions that I would that I would say to people. And oh, and why are liquor stores open? And why can you get an abortion, but you can't go to your local restaurants? I mean, here in our area, um, about. Our, our little town of Portland, Maine was known for being a foodie city. All these wonderful chefs came here. I think 60, 70% of those restaurants are now closed permanently. It's just, it's, um, it's, it's terrible. The, the amount of businesses that, that are closed, the amount of people that are suffering, the world's going into debt. And as you said, the Federal Reserve is printing money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in your very educated opinion, politics and finance and medicine is all being intermingled. They are, they are. To me, it feels like. And it why? Is the, it, yeah, it's the death of the educational system, the medical system, the financial system. And here's what I see in the future. There's a, there's a great documentary. I'm gonna do right a drum roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now on Netflix and it's called Kiss the Ground. Okay. And it's narrated by Woody Harrelson, famous actor. And it's absolutely wonderful. And it's about regenerative agriculture. My friend, Renette Senum, who's the former mayor of Nevada City, California, is running for governor in California on a platform of what do, we, what do we need to do that protects seven generations in the future? And there's a rise of indigenous consciousness now and the wisdom of the earth. And I believe that these control systems, these slavery systems that have been in place, think about the Crusades. I mean, the Pope just says, okay, go kill everybody in the Middle East. Who's, you know, this, this is the sort of thing that I think is all falling down around us. The scales are falling from our eyes. So if you're, and if someone's listening to this, chances are very good that they are not getting all their news on the mainstream media. Yes. In fact, the legacy media is falling away. I mean, who do I know who even watches NBC, CBS, PBS? They're all, all of these platforms from, and I did eight highly successful public television programs and you know, it was all over the US and Canada. And I loved the platform that I could bring my message to people in that way. Now, when you turn on public television in the US, you start with about 15 minutes of commercials from you know, big, big multinational global um, corporations. And I think that we, we need to be at the end of rule by disembodied corporations, corpserations. These are not people, these are dead organizations. And the human spirit. Now I, I call my little daily thing, the great awakening, which is just based on astrology. And the astrology is that this is a big Pluto transit that humanity is going through. And Pluto rules the under the underworld and is also plutonium, great power, 
and the underworld is where all the oil and the water and the gems are, you know, natural all the resources, value, natural resources. So we have to now as humanity, as one globe, create a system that takes care of everybody where we don't have the global elite flying in their private jets to Geneva, Switzerland for the World Economic Forum or whatever they call themselves. And, you know, where, um, who's this guy, Klaus somebody or other, you know, has written a book, it's called The Great Reset. And it's, we get to determine where you live, we get to determine where you go. And it's all being, um, it's all being rolled out on the backs of climate change and sustainable development. Yeah, And only, safety right now. Yeah, and you guys get to determine all of that. I mean, okay, so you're down there in Australia and I just see that Qantas Airlines has said that there will be, uh, you've got to be vaccinated with COVID to get on a plane. Or we've got these um, immunity passports. Really? For a vaccine, for a, a, a COVID with a 99.9% .9 survival rate? Yes, what is that again, you said that, that survival rate. I don't think many people are aware of that. Of course they're not. And by the way, if you Google that, or even if you use, and use DuckDuckGo, Brave or Opera as your search engine. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't use Google. It's it's completely um, it's taken over. I mean, it it the censorship right now is beyond my comprehension. And I can tell you, natural remedies that I have been talking about and writing about for years have always been censored, but they've been censored in a way that was fairly benign oh, you're smarter than that. You went to medical school. You know that no herb can possibly do that. Here, take this drug. Here, take this injection. Like you're a fool if you're not going along with standard medicine. You know, it's like I just got an email today from a man who says, my wife watches you and she does not want to take that COVID vaccine. Yeah. And the gist of the letter is, and if she dies because of your advice, you know, that's on your hands. So I just said to him, I would, first of all, I would never tell anyone what to do, but it is my job, first do no harm. It is my job as a physician, as a healer, as a uh, light worker, basically, to tell you what I know. And then you decide, you decide, and by the way, I'm not going to shove it down your throat. I'm not going to mandate anything. I mean, when we, when we get to the point where we have to mandate and force people to do this stuff, then you're talking about a mindset that I wrote about in a book called Dodging Energy Vampires, an empath's guide to evading relationships that drain you and restoring your health and freedom. And I didn't know when I wrote that book that it was about this was about, you know, individual gaslighting in a relationship, like if you're in a relationship with a sociopath or a narcissist or whatever, which is a huge problem. It's a huge problem. It's one in five people and every family has one and yep. they drive everybody crazy. Well, little did I know that I would be talking about a global energy vampire that would be gaslighting the entire, all of humanity by telling you, you know, telling you, you need to put a mask on a two-year-old when we have absolutely no data that children transmit this or even get sick.
or even the masks are, you know, well, being they used. don't even do any good. Yes, they and you do you also mentioned the social distancing, which is just causing so much suffering for many, many, many people. And and how in the world? Okay, the virus, whatever it is, generally travels thirty feet before landing somewhere. I, I mean, there is. are millions of viruses in the air. You think that this mask is going to protect you? It's like you know, it's. Um, been likened to trying to keep out mosquitoes with a chain, chain link fence. Mm. It's absurd. But notice how many people really believe the narrative. And this is the same narrative that they used to pass the vaccine mandates. And it's this, you need to inject this into your child to protect my child. You need to wear a mask to protect me, we have, we have um, street signs now up and down the turnpike. Wearing is caring. Really? It, wearing is caring. That is pure bullshiggity. It's ridiculous. You, I, you know, you want to go up to those things and blow them up with a grenade. It's like treating, treating the entire population as though we're stupid and we need the public health department to tell us it's crazy because we also, of course, we have very different narratives coming out of Sweden. No lockdowns, no big spikes in death, no nothing. And South Dakota, you know. Um, so those places, whoever is working there has enormous courage to not buckle to whatever this global agenda is. Excellent would, terminology. Yes. And so <laughs> that's what I would say to people is find out what the global agenda is. Look up The Great Reset. I think that's a book out right now by uh, Klaus, whoever it is, and the World uh, Economic Forum out of Davos, Switzerland, because this is the plan. It was first rolled out as Agenda 21 with the United Nations. And then it was uh, Agenda 2030. They've rolled it up now. They've, they've, you know, so now it's 2025. Oh, we better push this hard right now because people are waking up. So we don't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, but having been from the very beginning of this, I thought, oh, this is simple. You know, just so just take some quercetin, vitamin C, D, add a little bit of zinc. Nobody gets sick. Um, and suddenly we're here in a global lockdown where, you know, in um, Liverpool, they were literally injecting children with barcodes with no parental um, notification. And there is a bill pending in Washington, DC, that's currently on the desk of their uh, mayor, Muriel Bowser, mm -hmm. that will make it legal for 11 year olds to consent to vaccinations without parental um, uh, uh, permission and worse that you don't need to write it down in the chart and you don't need to divulge it to the parent. Now, do you notice how dangerous that is? Because what if you come in and you get a vaccine for whatever it is and you have an adverse reaction? How are you even going to know what it is you're treating? Mm. We also know, I was very against the Gardasil vaccine. In 2006, I was on the Oprah Winfrey show. And someone said, what do you think about Gardasil? And I said, it's not a good idea. That was before girls were getting sterile and dying all over the planet. 
And they are mandating that to go to school in New York state and some other states. Really? And here's how they, here's how they coerce the child. You don't want to get cancer, do you? Say that to an 11 year old. You don't want to get cancer, do you? Oh, and your mother doesn't care. I guess she doesn't care if you get cancer. Don't worry, come back when you're 18. Undermining the parent-child bond. And that's also part of this agenda is to undermine the family. Let's talk about crimes against humanity. Your mother's in a care home and you not only haven't touched her, if you even go in there, you gotta be in there with a guard who makes sure that you don't touch her. That's what's happening. I don't know if it's happening where you are. That's what's yeah. happening in the United States. And that is a crime against humanity where you take your elderly people, you put them away in prisons and isolate they- Isolate them. No touching. Yeah, isolate them. Don't touch them. You can't talk to them. I mean, very few 85 year olds are really facile with Zoom. It's not the same. It's not part of their generation. And why should it be? So, and then pregnant women are laboring with masks on, meeting their newborn with a mask on. When the child's first imprint of mother, of humanity, is that um, distance between the breast and the face. That's how you encode your mother's face. It's called NFOS. And babies look at you when they're nursing. Or, you know, if it's a bottle, it doesn't matter. It matters, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah. And um, <laughs> to, to have a mask on? I mean, this is undermining what it means to be human. And if you, again, if you look at uh, the singularity by uh, Kurtzwald and all of that, the agenda is, and they're very open about it, to combine biology, our biology with AI, with artificial intelligence, and essentially to make us into cyborgs. So that's the agenda of the vaccine. And I, uh, you know, and when I say this, you know, I feel like, well, I better get out my tinfoil hat. But the problem is there's so much evidence if you just open your eyes. I would ask everybody to go to my colleague, Joe Mercola's website, Mercola, M-E-R-C-O-L-A, Mercola.com, and just put in transhumanism. Just, just put in mm. that word transhumanism. And what will come up is my colleague, Carrie Madej, who talks about the various patents and the various um, immunity passports and microneedle arrays and transfection and um, ways that they have made genetically altered organisms, GMOs, and they're using the same technology with humans. Well, there's going to be a lot of resources in the show notes for everyone that's listening. Um, it, it feels like a... a and it's very true. And I love how you're educating people, but a bit of doom and gloom. What would you say to those people that currently now have not as yet read all the resources and are living in fear? First thing they need to do is get out of fear. And the way you get out of fear is you absolutely must stop watching the news. You must stop watching the mainstream media because they are so clever at scaring you to death. They're so clever and there are subliminal messages that come in through television and through your devices. I mean, I, you know, I would get um, 
what is that thing that Amazon has? I, I never talked to Surrey and I would not get that Alexa thing oh, yes, for the... any reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay away from, and at least give yourself a media holiday, like a long weekend, let's say. Ground yourself, stand on the earth. If you do that, it decreases cellular inflammation by 20% within 20 minutes. Um, hug a tree, and I'm not kidding. Uh, don't make it a pine tree though, that'll get set <laughs> on your clothes and I've done that. Um, or walk on the beach if you have one near you. The earth herself has great intelligence. You can gaze at the sun right at sunset or right at sunrise with your eyes closed. Let the, uh, this light come in, it's biologically active. And then breathe, because here's the thing, when you're watching the news, you will be in a sympathetic uh, flight, flight, fight, freeze, sympathetic place. And you cannot think and you cannot reason and you have no access to your wisdom. Fear is the lowest possible frequency that we are capable of. And you're powerless when you're in fear. They know that and that's why It's this, I call what they're doing, fear porn. It's just fear porn. It's like, is there ever gonna be any relief? So you can see how they work it. You're scared to death. They have told you, you can't uh, go out. You can't do anything. Occasionally they throw you a bone. Oh, your own safety. That's right, for your own safety. Which is clear. And now what are they, they're dangling an immunity passport and a COVID vaccine. And then we can go back to normal. Oh, please, folks, do not, do not drink that Kool-Aid because the agenda is to move you into cities so that humans can only be in certain areas. There will be no private property. Uh, They don't want you to own a vehicle and they will determine who goes where. And what I have told people for years is the matrix is not a movie, it's a documentary. And so what I tell people is, You just, the first thing you have to do is look at it. You have to look at it. Now I will tell you, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, why? Because there's now a grid of people holding light as information all over the planet. We're having these global meditations where you'll get a million people meditating at the same time. That changes the Schumann resonance of the earth. The Schumann resonance is the frequency of the earth herself. After these meditations, the Schumann resonance will go from seven, let's say to 12. The earth herself is a living being and is waking up. And so my colleagues, Lori Ladd and Jason Shirka are running these global meditations and like the next one will be 1212. Uh, 12, 12, 2020, and then 1, 1, 2021, and like that. And when we participate in this way, our frequency becomes very high. The frequency of love, the frequency of compassion, and let me just say the frequency of truth is very high. And people who are aligned in truth are hundreds of times more powerful than those who are cowering in fear. If you're in fear, you you have no ability to change anything. you'll do whatever they tell you. And that's what they're counting on. So when a bunch of us all over the planet stand up in sovereignty, I'm not having it. I am a free natural born human 
this is a protected class. I do not consent. When enough of us do that, you, the critical mass is anywhere from one to 3%. Doesn't need to be everybody, one to 3%. The American Revolution was one with 3% of people agreeing. Mm -hmm. And Stephen Greer, who uh, does the disclosure pro uh, project with all of the extraterrestrial intelligence points out that we can reach, um, what does he call it? Uh, it's when uh, coherence, coherence. When you have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system in perfect alignment that creates coherence and only 1% of people need to be in that coherence to change everybody. And the way you can demonstrate that is you get a bunch of, just go on YouTube and um, put in metronomes, all right? So they started all these metronomes and they're all going at different, you know, like that. And then after a certain amount of time, they're all doing this. And that's how it's gonna be when those of us who are holding a very high frequency, hold it long enough that the rest of them- Like a tuning work. fork. Like a tuning and fork. And the natural law of energy is to go to the higher frequency anyway. Yes, and that's really true. And so it as is. we stay high frequency and just maintain it and work on the ability to stay there through meditation, through standing and hugging a tree, through standing on the earth, through breathing through your nose. Breathing through the mouth is a stress response. It will just create more stress hormones, but breathing through the nose, doing yoga breathing, all of that will get you into this coherence and then you're powerful. So you turn off the news. And, and let me also say, there's this thing called um, cognitive dissonance. And what's happening to so many people is they're waking up and they, they cannot believe that they've been lied to by their doctor, lied to by their government, lied to by trusted sources. You know, the for years. The power of authority. The power of the white coat, trusted authorities. You know, people have said to me for years, well, that's not FDA approved. It's like, yeah. Or, or you know, the NIH doesn't recommend that or the CDC. Well, those are all captured agencies. The CDC in the United States owns, I don't know how many um, patents for vaccines. This People think that it is a federal agency designed to have your health in mind. It is not. It is a vaccine company that gets uh, royalties and the people who work there get royalties. Anthony Fauci is worth bazillions from all the royalties he gets. I mean, little holistic practitioners are criticized for selling supplements in their offices. And yet our government officials are making millions on the side from their uh, contacts. I mean, in the United States, people say they're going to become a representative or a senator for public service and they all get out of there. First of all, they don't have to go by the same healthcare plans that everyone else has. They get their own. They get a lifetime pension and because of insider information, they all leave there wealthy. It's unbelievable. I, I think those are the sorts of things we need to look at. Yeah. yeah. But remember the resonance. So I stay in enough high frequency because then also 
reach out to those who are there at that high frequency. So I follow, for instance, Lori Ladd and she channels the you know, Galactic Federation, whoever they are. It feels right to me, Magenta yeah. Pixie. Um, you need to have some very high vibe sources of information in what would be called five dimensions instead of 3D. 3D is very, very dense right now. And Phil Good is another spiritual teacher I follow. And Phil says, the reason that you won't see the sort of love and light spiritual teachers talk about the 3D is that you have to hold a very high frequency to even interact with the three dimensions because it's just very dense. Mm -hmm. And, but so that, but so we are, as Lori Ladd said, we're alchemizing the darkness by feeling it. Our bodies are going through an ascension process now. We're getting lighter and lighter but you have to feel it to heal it. And right now it's as bad, I think, as it's ever gonna get because the Let's sensors- hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I really do hope so. And it's more a feeling, not a doing, not an action necessarily. It's a, it's a state of mind. It's a state of well-being. That's right. That's right, yeah. So take naps. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a power of truth and beacon of light you are dr christine northrup it's been such an inspiration and insight and and i just think it's so empowering that you're obviously not pushing your point of view but you're educating asking people to educate themselves or just be curious yes. and i think that's that that's fundamental for people to explore their own truth and what resonates with them yeah, we want to do an invitation. Just yes. it's just an invitation. If you're drawn here, you know, then go here. And and at your own timing, because the other thing we must do is we must give people the dignity of their own timeline. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, I, I can't wait to re-listen to this. <laughs> I've got so much food for thought and it's so so empowering for me as well. I've got goosebumps a few times as you were talking. So beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. I've, I've, it's been, again, such an honour to have you on the show. And I want to thank you on behalf of humanity for being such a lighthouse in the world right now. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. All right. <laughs> Bye, Christine. Bye. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.